the, the worst, worst coast, coast children. children. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Worst Coast Children. This is episode 56, and Elijah could not make it this week. Um, but he might pop in later, hopefully, but if not, that's, uh, okay. Sorry, Eli. Um, but anyway, uh, with us this week is, uh, the amazing Silas. Welcome, all the way from Denmark. Hi! Thank you, yeah, thank you. Um, yes, uh, my name is Silas, and I'm 14 years old, um, as uh, I see, and, um, as you said, I'm from Denmark. Yeah, so, uh, he, uh, you, you are a kid. And I am a kid, and this is nothing. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, all right. So here's what the schedule is going to look like today. I forgot to put out the Facebook post because I'm super good at uh, doing stuff. Um, and so instead, we are going to trade it out for a list uh, segment uh, where we talk about a list um, that C list uh, is primarily playing right now. Um, so here's what the agenda is going to look like today. Silas is going to have uh, his own little Silas time that might last 10 to 15 minutes. And then we're going to go over a uh, list that has become pretty popular with Django Fett and Zam Wessel. And then we're going to look at, uh, there's a small variation that I believe you made, Silas, uh, that you believe yeah. is better. And we're going to discuss why we think it's better and what are the disadvantages of both sides compared to each other. And, um, you know, maybe we can even try and figure out how to beat it. Uh, does this all sound good? Yes, let's go for it. Awesome. All right, see this. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to give you your time to do stuff, and I will ask questions in between. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to talk about the very simple thing uh, being uh, teaching people the game. Um, and, and in my opinion, teaching people the game is the best thing you can do for any community, really. But uh, in this, I have uh, some more arguments for why. Um, but because you're teaching someone the game, you're essentially expanding our community. And having more players means bigger tournaments and stuff. Um, so that's good in its own. But um, in my opinion, when you teach someone the game, you not only do something for your opponent and the community, but also for yourself. Um, and I'm going to talk about that just in a while. But um, first of all, I'm going to talk about how I got introduced to this game. Awesome. That made a pretty, pretty big impact for me. Um, so my introduction was uh, one of my dad's friends who already had the game and had all the stuff come, had, that had come out at this point. Um, he uh, invited me and my dad to his place. My dad had already tried it at this point, um, but I had, hadn't. Um, so he um, welcomed us and um, he asked me, um, what is your favorite Star Wars ship? Um, and I didn't know what to say, but I said uh, the white one with the foldy wings. Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so he, he picked that one up and gave me some ties next to it, and uh, he flew next wing or something. Not really important, uh, something like that. Sure. And we just had, we just had this game, and I was me and my dad was on the same team versus him. Um, and I just flew this lambda, and it was, it was really fun. And I, as in, I was nine years old at that point, but I was hooked anyways. Like, uh, I had no doubt that at some point, point I need to have this game. Um, uh, but yeah, that's how I got introduced, and how I really got into the game, um, which expanded in that way. Um, but uh, the th my 
Yeah. Uh, so my point in you do something for yourself when you're teaching the game is uh, you get a new perspective of the game uh, when you teach someone, especially if you're a newer player. Um, because when I first started teaching some of my, at that point, friends uh, the game, um, I not only had to think about my own squad, but also their squad. And right. that made me realize that that is quite important when you play X-Wing to not only think of your own, but also just the game in general. Um, so, yeah. So, um, and if I knew back then that I had to think of both, think of both squads, I would have like done that. Um, so yeah. So uh, real quick before you before you go on to the go on to the next question, I'm just curious. Um, a lot of the times when I teach new players, um, it's interesting their perspective coming into it. Um, it's much different than you know the competitive style of play. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times, you know, you'll see them overshoot maneuvers with like, oh, I didn't think the 4 forward was going to go that far, or the 4K goes way too far off, right? Mm. And the bank banks too much, or the turn is, you know, completely the, yeah. like different way the way they wanted to do it. And it's interesting their intentions to what they actually do, because if they do their intentions, I think, you know, um, do, you, do you think if, if they were to do, like, if they were to put be able to put what they intend to do in action, do you think it would be, you know, do you think they would, but I'm curious. Do you think it would be a different strategy than what the competitive gameplay is like, or right now, or would it be a different strategy? Because I think it, I think it would be a different strategy. I think it would be a lot. I mean, I think there's a lot less. Um, there's probably a lot less critical thinking involved in that because yeah. you know they're just trying to like understand the game. But also, mm. I'd be curious to like. I don't know. I can't. I can't do that anymore because you know I've played this game for X number of years, um, mm. and so you know I can't have that experience that that first time experience of, oh yeah, I'm just gonna two bank, or you know that, that I can't have that experience again. Mm. Um, that's why when I teach someone the game, I say, why don't you play Hera? Because you can change her dial to whatever you want. Because um, mm. then they have that. Okay, let's go easy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One straight, two bank instead. Um, so that is a really good standing ship. Um, and I feel like when I teach someone the game, pe- ships tend to fly off the board a lot more. Because they don't yeah. have that feeling yet of the maneuvers at all. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Alright, so that was um, a, that was an interesting question. I hope that was good. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) um but yeah when you teach someone the game you should not play these meta lists um then again i don't think you should let your opponent win on purpose um yeah that's not really playing the game if like oh i flew off the board oh man now you win um play something you've tried before that you're confident with because then you don't have to worry about, okay, I have these 10 upgrades on my squad and these 10 on my opponent's squad, and I have to think of all 20 of them. While right. Um, so play something that you're pretty confident with, uh, but like don't play these Boba Fenn lists that, when, you're, right. like, when that was good um, against a total new player. Yeah. Um, One thing that my dad did when he was teaching me the game, and this was actually all board games when... 
uh, I was growing up is he would never let me win, and that was really frustrating to me. Um, yeah, but, but I think when I started playing, like the first six months, months I didn't win a game. Yeah, um, and when you finally win, it feels so good. But also, you know, it it helps kind of develop that sense of like, if I'm gonna win, I need to like win properly. You need to do something. You have to. Yeah, there has to be to... like a plan of action. You can't. Like you can't. You have to do something extra to win. Exactly. You can't. Yeah. Like you're not going to be able to win by just putting your forces in. Moving and shooting. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you're going to need to pull off something a little extra. Put more thinking and effort into it. It's it's kind of similar. And, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, but if uh, your opponent loses motivation for losing the the first game, they probably aren't meant. To, this game is probably not meant to be for them. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a big learning curve just around the game in general. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and I think, um, you know, one of the things that uh, I forgot my point. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I actually don't. Yeah. Um, also, one more note. Um, maybe for a community, it's easier for people like you and me, um, like kids. Um, when someone comes into a local game store, they want to learn the game, and they see someone. Like a kid, they feel like, okay, this is a pretty open community. Because uh, it's very intimidating to come in and meet these pros and get, right. like, they teach you the game, but just scared that they won't, like, accept you for, for example, losing your first game. Um, but then it, it loosens their pressure um, in a good way, I feel like. I don't know if you agree on that. No, I think, I think you, um, are right on that when you know you see if you see like a kid there um well it's it's yeah. it's 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 much more different than seeing you know if you walk in and you know you see a bunch of adults that are you know playing this game that looks kind of mm. intimidating i don't know as a kid that looks intimidating to me um yeah i found it intimidating to or see I, I, just... I, at least I, it used to be intimidating at least um sometimes it still is <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Yeah, that's just something I thought about. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that was a really good discussion, and now I think, um, with your permission, I think we're gonna go on to the next part of the show. Yes, um, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So I wanted. Uh, you, I wanted. Uh, no, you wanted, but I am in support of di- this discussion. Um, we are going to be talking about Django Fett with Zam Wessel. It is a two-ship uh, re- uh, separatist list that has become pretty popular nowadays. I think the the standard loadout right now is Django Fett. Um, here, uh, let, me, let me just go down. Uh, Django Fett is a initiative six fire spray, um, and its ability is and their ability is when you defend or perform an attack, the difficulty of your revealed maneuver is less. Then that of the enemy's ships, you may change one of the enemy ship's focus results to a blank result. Um, and Zam Wessel's ability is set up, lose two charges. Uh, Zam has four charges. It's an initiative five uh, fr- fire spray. Um, set up, lose two charges. During the system phase, you may sign one of your secret conditions to yourself face down. Uh, the two secret conditions are you should thank me and you better be in business. Uh, now, these these two cards are really interesting. Uh, do you want to read them off or just sum them up kind I, of thing? Yes, uh, I will, I'm going to read you better be in business first. So right, sure. it's like, It goes like this. Um, after you defend, you must spend two charges from Sam Wessel. 
If you do, perform a bonus attack against the, the attacker. At the end of the engagement phase, if this card is face down and you're in an enemy ship's firing arc, you may reveal this card. If you do, Sam Wessel, Sam Wessel recovers two charges. So, um, um, I think you forgot the little text at the top of it. Uh, the, this condition uh, is assigned yeah. face down. Reveal it after you defend. Um, and then yes. you should thank me has the same little... This condition is assigned face down. Reveal it after you defend. Um, little clause there. Yeah, my bad. Um, so this is basically, you get you shoot at me, I'm going to attack you back. Right. And if you can't shoot at me, but you choose not to, I'm going to recover charges. Right, two charges. Uh, and then you should thank me is almost the opposite of it. Um, yeah. Is It's uh, after you defend, Zam Wessel recovers one charge, then you may require a lock on the attacker. Um, at the end of the engagement phase, if this card is face down and you are in the enemy ship's firing arc, you may reveal this card and spend two charges from Zam, Zam Wessel if you do perform a bonus attack. So it's almost like a gamble either way, which way you don't know it's where it's going to go. Um, so, um, yeah, I tend to pick, you should thank me for the like the recharge and the, the luck. Got it. Um, uh, and I, this is something I play with false transponder codes, so that links up in that way. But um, um, I, For reference... When I, when I want to double tap, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, sorry. Um, but uh, when I want to double tap, I'm going to play You Better Mean Business, the one where I defend and then uh, attack them. Right. Um, and it's, it's kind of, uh, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a really fun design mechanic that they made, um, where, you know, the enemy doesn't know which one you put down during the system phase, um, and so they don't know if it's safe to attack you or if it's safe to not attack you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's... Um, as I've told you, I feel like this is one of the best things they've added to the game. Because it's so new, but it's not broken new. Like uh, Yeah, it's very when creative. Access to your opponent. It's creative, and it's like a third dial, as I as I have said to you. You have to, like, do two dials and then choose one of the cards. Um, I really love that part of her. Yeah, all right. Um, and so, for, for further reference, false transponder codes is a upgrade with one charge. After you acquire a lock on an object, or an object requires a lock on you, if you have one active charge, lose one charge and jam that object, ignoring range restrictions. Um, yes, and note that you have to do it the first time. Right, the first um, time. So, I played against an E Wing who just popped it round one, um, which happens. Uh, it's only two points, so it's pretty manageable. Right. And, you know, that kind of, that can save you from a lot of stuff. Um, so, looks like the loadout, the standard loadout is Django Fett. Um, we already listed off his ability with Proximity Mines, Count Dooku, False trans Transponder Codes. And then that comes to a total of uh, 97. Um, um, Count Dooku gives you one force. And uh, Zam uh, is Thermal Detonators, Boba Fett, Jamming Beam, Season Navigator, False Transponder Codes, and Slave 1. Um, which also comes to 97. For those of you that don't know, because it's not that common of an upgrade, um, Season Navigator is, after you reveal your dial, you may set your dial to another non-red maneuver of the same speed. While you execute th that maneuver, increase its difficulty. Um, um, yeah, this is something we found, or I found. I, I'm not saying this is the, everyone plays this, but I've seen some Season Navigator on uh, Sam and or Django. Right. Um, this is like the general, I feel like. Sure. Yeah, so for further reference, we're just going to use this as, you know, the the original kind of base. And uh, how strong do you think this list is, Silas? I think 
it's in the higher end, like A tier, A plus perhaps. Um, and the reason why, as a, like we all know, Boba Fett is good. We can all agree on that. Boba Fett was good because he had the rerolls. Uh, Django doesn't have that, but Django is an initiative six, and he can yeah. have a force. And he's basically the same thing without the rerolls. Um, initiative six, so he can uh, do that boost later in the turn. It has a pretty okay ability, if you ask me. Like uh, the Jedi Hunter, I like to call it. Where it can change eyeballs to blanks. Um, so I feel like this is just so good. So it's... It kind of reminds me of Darth Vader's ability with... Um, you know, he's an in initiative six. Um, he can't boost... Um, well, he can boost uh, with afterburners, and that's a pretty popular combo. Mm. Um, it reminds me of Darth Vader, uh, who is in Initiative 6 and has pretty force. And, you know, Darth Vader has always been one of those pilots that I feel like has been relatively well-designed and balanced. Um, yeah. It becomes problematic if, you know, the right player gets their hands on it and is super good with it. Um, but, you know, that just means, you yeah. know, the player put a lot of work into it, and so they probably deserve to win, um, like we see I with agree. Ollie Pock now. Um, and so, do yeah. you think Django Fett is, um, how, how similar do you think Django Fett and Darth Vader are, in terms of, you know, if the get uh, right player gets their hands on it, it's pretty unbeatable? They are very different ships, um, funny enough, but right. you can transfer some of the ideas, I would agree. Because um, that uh, you have the three force on Vader, mm-hmm. you can feel like you have the one force with Dooku. He can call those crits when you attack. Right. Um, so you kind of kind of have the same thing there with the crits. Yeah, and, I understand. Yeah. And then the initiative six boost is just like, in, as you said, in the red hands that can be devastating. For um, sure. Like um, I use that a lot when I play when I play yeah. with the uh, Django. Um, so it's it's interesting, you know, Django uh, and Darth Vader are obviously not the same ship in a lot of different ways. Uh, Django is probably not an ace, but I imagine you, do you think it's possible to fly Django like an ace successfully? Hmm, um, it's way easier than it was with Boba, I think, because Boba was just this brawler who got into the mix, shot a lot, and then flew out and attacked yeah. out his rear. Right. Um, I think you can be more AC, uh, hence to the proximity mines, because you can boost to set them up mm. at, at initiative 6. Um, yeah, and so now that initiative yeah. 6, again, becomes super very deadly. It's, it's the initiative 6, mainly, you're paying for. Right. And that makes it so good, because initiative 6, fire spray, is just... The boost at initiative 6 and the rea- like just the reaction of everything that they can do. Um, Maybe AC, but at least bet really good brawler. Um, For sure. Alright, so now let's take a look at your variation of the list. Uh, your variation of the list is, it looks like the, sa- the same Django Fett, and uh, yes. with Count Dooku, False Transponder Codes, and Proximity Mines. Um, and then Jamming Beam, just for reference. But uh, no. Yeah, Jamming Beam for the memes. Um, and then Zam, it looks like you traded out Season Navigator for Chancellor Palpatine, uh, and uh, you, t- you took yeah. off Boba Fett and Season Navigator for Chancellor Palpatine, which gives you a force. So what yes. what led you to that decision? So my idea with Sam Wessel is you can double tap. At least, like, let's say every other round, maybe every third round, you can double tap, and then you need this these mods. Because a double tap won't do much if you do not have any mods. Um, so first of all, the force is good for that. You can go up, 
take a focus, then you have force focus modifiers to both your attacks. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have the, um, like, let's say um, I have chosen, you should thank me. After I defend, I recover one and I may acquire luck on the attacker. Then I can, I have my focus, I have my force, you attack me, I get a luck, right. I re recover. And yeah, then you just generate these mods, and I feel like Chancellor Palpatine really boosts that up. And that's why I've also chosen Slave One on Sam over Django, because then you like it's um I can read it up. But while perform a friend arc attack, if you're on the defender's react, you can change one hit to a crit, and it adds the um, gunner. Right. Um, that's the Slave One. Yeah, the Slave One title. Um, but then you can change two hits to two like two crits. Um. So just benefits like the mods that so, you need. So it's almost like with Dooku, it's like you're constantly generating crits, um, and yeah. you've got a constant flow of passive mods with the force and the you should thank me. And so Zam is pretty good just on her own. Um, would you would you consider maybe swapping out Jango Fett for a number of maybe two or three different ships? I could. Like I uh, I've been. With the, with the thought of it to have like a couple of vultures next to her or something mm. um, but like that that it becomes almost an A squad with that initiative 6 and 5 um, because we played the other day and I asked you what is your target priority because they both seem very very good ships mm -hmm. um, like you, if you take out Django and you have a full Sam then Django probably took someone down with him and then Sam is a really good end piece and Django is also a really good end piece um so this is just like generally really good all the time, uh, whereas the Vultures is a really different ship, um, and you maybe play Sam completely different because uh, I play them very aggressively. Uh, I feel like when I play the two um, behind the Vultures one, if you play those. All right. All right. Um, so, and then, can you talk to me about? Um... How does, how does a squad perf what are the what is the difference in performance between the seasoned navigator, Boba Fett versus the Chancellor Palpatine? Um, you, uh, you obviously seem to prefer the Chancellor Palpatine one. Hi, Eli. Hey guys, am I late? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What? I, I thought you said we were starting at ten Pacific time. Um. So I did say that. But we had to change till to nine, cause I had no. Hi Eli. Then that means I like miss the maturity of the podcast. Uh no. On with the show. Yeah. All right. Oh my so, gosh, but Sam Wessel's uh condition is uh, so wordy. <laughs> yeah, we uh we spelled those out. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, that must have been fun reading. I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, so, we're just... Um, we've got about three minutes left in the show. Um, so, Silas, um, you wanted to finish up what you were saying on Zam? Yes. Um, it's basically how much... How, the Force mod, which Boba had. We all love that with more on him. It's good. And I personally prefer that over the... You can change your dial. Um, it's... Just as a preference, um, and then you also get Boba Fett in, in the mix if you do the Season Navigator. Um, but that Force mod with the double taps and the defense, like the consistent defensive mod, 
so you can spend your focus on offense is so valuable. Um, so yeah, that's why I chose Palpatine uh, in front of uh, Season Navigator and Boba Fett. Right. All right. Um, Eli, do you have anything you want to talk say on this? Because you missed a lot. Um. Uh, yeah. So. All right. So uh, false transponder on. Uh, false transponder codes after you acquire lock on an object or an object it's on both of them oh wow get locked oh okay yeah that's interesting oh that's actually really interesting um do you lock a lot with uh, uh with the fire spray or do you just wait for other ships to lock you uh mainly sam because she has had has that um, condition where i can lock after you get attacked um Right. Like that alpha strike turn, which is your opponent is jammed, you have a focus, you have a lock, you have a force mode, and you can you can double tap, but you can do that the next turn. Um, so that's like my thought process. Um, oh, that, that, okay, that's interesting. I, I really, um, I think, if I were to wrap this up real quick, I think, uh, I think I really like the change to Pe- Chancellor Palpatine that you made, Silas, and um, yeah. the synergy with Zam Wessel's uh, acquiring lock on the attacker. Uh, where you basically get to double tap every other turn if you interchange the cards so that you keep on being unpredictable or maybe you stay on one yeah. of the cards. Um, mm. And, you know, that's such a fun mechanic that they introduced, and I really like how you take advantage of it with the passive mod idea with Chance of Palpatine, yeah. and you still have a five-point bid, so you can outbid mm. a lot of the high-initiative um, aces out there. So, honestly, really solid list. Um, yeah. Any last thoughts people before we finish well, up? Um, no, just that. Uh, wish. This is a pretty good spot. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> no, not, nothing. Alright. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to close out this week's episode of the Worst Coast Children Excellent Podcast. This is episode 56. Uh, go ahead and check out the Facebook group where I will forget to post the community questions and... <laughs> Uh, the Discord where uh, we will do the debate of the week and uh, play X-Wing and stuff like that and record live. And you guys can hop in here and listen to us record live or not. I don't really care. All right. Uh, you guys ready? Three. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, we're going to say hi to Tom on three. Ready? Three, yep. two, one. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Me. So pissed. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, Why didn't I get that message? I don't know. I'm sorry, Eli. <laughs> Hi, Isaiah here from the Worst Coast Children. This week's episode is sponsored by District Foundry. Go to etsy.com slash shop slash District Foundry, or you can just look District Foundry up on etsy.com for all of your X-Wing 3D printed needs. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.